0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the first knee-jerk stream of the season. Do this every single week where we react to the game week just gone or nearly gone, because obviously we've still got Man United to play tomorrow. Uh, I'm recording this obviously on Sunday. And then react to... Sorry. Start looking ahead to the next game week as well. So thank you for joining me at 8 o'clock on a Sunday evening. Quite a bit to talk about from game week one. I wouldn't say there's too much that we really didn't already know. I don't think any, apart from Gabriel, of course, which I'm sure we will come on to, but apart from that, I feel like pretty much everything else went as expected. I don't think there was too much, you know, stuff that cropped up and thought, wow, didn't think of that player or didn't think of this player, and they played in a different position, etc. So, not a huge amount, but I'm sure you're about to tell me in the chat exactly everything I've missed. But I hope you're doing well. Let me know what points you got in the chat. 79 points, Salah captain, no Man United players decent enough. I'm on 74 right now, um, which is pretty good. Salah is scaring you, isn't he? Not really. I mean, again, you talk about stuff we knew. Did I know that Salah's quite good at football? Yeah, I had an idea. Did I know that he had a really good fixture in game week two? Yes. So again, nothing's changed. I'm not going for him, for sure. Um, I'll captain... I'll captain Harden, and that will be that, and I'll be pretty happy with that. Rashford captain as will feast tomorrow, possibly. Yeah, um, could happen. Poll for Gabriel. I think. I, I think for most people, if you got Gabriel, you should probably just hold on to him. That, that's my initial thoughts, anyway. That could change. I guess if you got a spare transfer, you could move him on. The one. So for most people, unless you got a bunch of players that didn't start, like I know some people are going to have like Stones and Gabriel. For most people, you're not going to need a transfer in game week two. And for most people, the right play is probably just to roll it and then decide what to do in game week three with two transfers. I am slightly tempted to make a move, though. And that is Saliba, who obviously I didn't even own for the whole of preseason. I only just got in in game week one and transfer him to Reese James because I've got 0.5 million in the bank because I stupidly went for Pickford, which didn't work out well. And so that's kind of... A move that is tempting me. Especially because Chelsea played a back three. Now that may not continue. They might go to a back four in the next game. But if they're gonna play a back three, James and Chilla are almost not essential, but I'd really, really like them in my team. I mean if you watched about if you watched my content pre-season or, or right up until the deadline, you know I was pretty close to going uh, jackson and james instead of watkins and you dog you doggy sorry by the way did you hear how the commentator? i'm just going off track now did you hear how the commentators called spurs left back name ooh ooh doggy ooh doggy so all of you that ripped me because i kept saying you doggy i was only wrong on the first bit so you can take that um james is not injured by the way. Pochettino said that he was just tired. That's why he came off. And also, I've just gone on a tangent. Now, oh yeah, I was close to going Jackson James instead of um, Udogi and... Watkins I mean I'm pretty happy that obviously Watkins got a return and Jackson didn't but I I think going forward I do want two or three Chelsea because the fixture is just so good and if they get if they get Caicedo which hasn't gone through yet that's going to be such a big upgrade to that team and I I thought after the first 20-30 minutes Chelsea were actually pretty good today so I think with the fixtures they got coming up there's plenty of points and I find it really hard to turn Reese James down when he's playing so Saliba to Reese James is a move that I could make but it's not a move that I need to do absolutely not not a move i need to do james not injured but it's not far away well that could be true uh why is it giving me the sakura's 18 points when i didn't captain i've seen a lot of people um talk about points showing up wrong i don't know if that's on the app i've not had an issue at all need less painful hobby might start mma uh liverpool improved their bid for kai said okay we'll have to um we'll have to see what happens am i sponsored by jack jones you're always wearing their stuff no Although, if they want to sponsor me, feel free. Uh, thoughts on Richarlison and Diaby? Diaby, as we might have expected from pre-season, looked really good. At least in the the bit of the match that I saw. I only saw about the first 30-40 minutes. Because I had to go uh, watch my son play football. Which I was obviously very happy to do. Especially because he's probably listening next door. Uh, and he did really well and got an assist um but yeah he looked really good Newcastle away was always going to be tough but it's Everton at home Burnley away next too so I like him I think whichever 6.5 million mid- midfielder you've got is probably worth keeping like Eze for example blanked but he looked really good really re- really good stats I know it was a Sheffield United game but still he looked good but Diaby good Richarlison was kind of isolated a little bit I think Brentford defended really well up against him the thing with Richarlison I would not move to him this week one he's got Man United that's going to be a tough game I mean, the way Spurs play, they can definitely score in that game, but it's going to be quite tough. And also, the transfer window is still open. I think Spurs will go and sign somebody else. Whether that's a forward to replace Richarlison or not, we don't know. I still don't think it would be completely out of the question for Son to play number nine at some point either. So I would rather give Richarlison at least one more game before I bring him in. If you're going to go for a Spurs attacker this week, it has to be Madison. He was kind of involved with everything. Obviously, he takes a lot of the set pieces as well. Maybe got a little bit lucky with the second assist, but who cares, right? He's on the pitch all the time. That's why you buy these players. So if I was buying a Spurs attacker right now, it would be Madison. It definitely would not be Son. Again, if you've got Son, you probably don't transfer him out yet. But he did not look great. And I do think all the stuff Spurs fans said pre-season about him being too wide, not getting in front of goal enough, it did kind of look like that. For 9 million, not good at all. Uh, Whistler with a 9-point, uh, point, he seems to be really good for bonus. Yeah, he's a forward, so obviously a bonus um, is decent. In Burmo, I'm quite happy with, though, because he played right until the end. And that's the key thing for me, if you're comparing Whistler to and in Burmo in has penalties, and he's going to be on the pitch longer. At some point, Whistler might get benched for Shada instead. Not saying it will happen in the next few weeks, but it could happen. In Burmo should have scored another goal as well. He could have easily come away with a brace today. Again, very, very happy with that pick. That's probably that's probably Brentford's hardest fixture in the first six, I think. I can't remember exactly who they've got, but it's Fulham away, then it's two home games. Um, so he looks like a really good pick. Yeah, sorry, they got Newcastle away in game week five, but outside of that, it's Fulham Away, Palace at home, Bournemouth at home, Everton at home, Forest away. I mean, that's that's incredible. Not looking to get rid of him. I will say, I've kind of been thinking a lot about the prices and I do think around double game weeks and stuff like that, it's going to be a bit boring because everybody's going to be able to get to the best picks from the teams that are doubling quite easy. But I do think before that, in the single game weeks, we are going to see some variation. If anyone wants to knee-jerk to get Madison, they can do that quite easily because, you know, everyone's in and around the same price. You know, a lot of people have got Matoma, Eze. Some people have got Diaby. I've got Inbermo. So there is a bit of variation. It just so happens that a lot of these players all did really well this week. But it could be interesting over the first few weeks. Oh, yeah, Chilwell got two bonus. I just didn't update the... Chilwell, by the way, if you haven't watched the game, was absolutely incredible going forward. I, I kind of jokingly tweeted that you can pick up Chelsea striker in FPL for 5.5 million. He was great. Do I think that Izak was overlooked during pre-season? No matter who Newcastle play at home, Izak always seems to score. I think Izak's great, but the next three fixtures for Newcastle are not so good. I don't think they're going to... I mean, they are. They were incredible, and they are an extremely good team. We saw that last year. And they will cause the next three teams they've got problems. Who is it? Man City away, Liverpool, Brighton? I mean, they could... They could I'm not saying they'll rip Liverpool apart, but they could definitely get two or three goals in that game. I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, especially if Liverpool don't sign a new number six before then, but I, I, I think he was overlooked for good reason. Essentially, I did say he was ahead of Wilson though for the number nine spot, so got one thing right. <laughs> anyway, how come you're four hundred on sixty-eight thousand? I'm six hundred eighty-four thousand. Both got seventy-four because I've checked my live rank through Fantasy Football Hub. There's a link in. There's a link pinned in the chat. Uh, which takes into account kind of bonus points and stuff like that. The FPL site doesn't update that quickly. What do I think about Diaz? Seems the most nailed after Salah. Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess he does. The problem is, with Liverpool for me, is if if they sign a six, then Gakpo doesn't play number eight, he plays number nine. And if Gakpo plays number nine, Jota doesn't, in which case there's then another player to rotate possibly with Luis Diaz. I, I still think you should mostly just ignore the Liverpool players. I just think it's too much of a headache. Similar with Man City, to be honest. So again, all all I can say about Diaz is, if he plays, he's great for minutes. And if you think he's going to get regular minutes over the next few weeks, you could definitely take a punt on him. But I personally not looking, not looking there at all. Uh, Tom, if you had Salah like myself, would you still captain him in game two? Really surprised that they subbed him off. I was a little bit surprised as well. He was very frustrated with being brought off too. I think Klopp ignored him. Now, some people have kind of said, does that mean he get benched in game week two? I think I made a joke in Discord as well about that. Not going to happen. Salah's going to play. Um, I think I think he is the best captain in game week two. So if you've bought him for all that money and you're not going to captain him against Bournemouth at home, like when are you going to captain him? And to be fair, as I said could happen, even if you're not going to captain him, it's not the end of the world, depending on how your team is set up. So for mine, for example, instead of Watkins, Fernandez, and Martinelli, it could have been Zhao, Pedro, Salah and Matoma. And all three, uh, those two combinations have got pretty close to each other. So even if you don't captain him, it's not the end of the world that you've paid that much money. But I still question why you've got him in the first place, if you're not going to be comfortable captaining him in that kind of game. Uh, it's, I don't know. I, I think a lot of people would do better in FPL if they made their decisions in advance. And for me, in pre-season, when you're building your game week one team, you're putting Salah in. You're doing that because you want to captain him in game week two. So anything that happened today shouldn't really affect that. Now, of course, you can take in new information, and Salah being brought off around the 75th minute is kind of new. We wouldn't really expect that. But I guess the question is, do you expect that to continue going forward? And I would say probably not. But I guess if you're looking for... I'm not saying you are, but if people are looking for a reason not to captain him, that could be the reason. Uh, But let's see what happens in the Super Cup, right? Haaland might get injured or something like that. By the way, if you're making transfers, if you can, I would definitely hold on as long as possible because if Haaland goes and gets injured midweek, then all hell breaks loose in FPL. We all have loads of money to spend. We all buy Salah for a hit, probably, um, and captain him in game week two. Also... Uh, here's a question I would ask about Salah. If he was only just offside for the goal, right, if that had gone in, do you think you'd be thinking differently? Because I suspect most people would. He comes away with a goal and assist and maybe a couple of bonus. I think everyone's looking to captain in them. Um, cash and Martinelli to Diaby and Shewell minus four if cash is dropped. I wouldn't be taking minus fours for those kind of players this week, to be honest with you. So no, probably not. I mean, Martinelli only got an assist. Some people were worried about his positioning. It's one game. Let's see what, if he plays next week, how he does next week. If in game week two, Martinelli doesn't play or something crazy like that, then I'll definitely remove him in game week three. But I think for now, you just hold him. Uh, Keith Gabriel, sell Stones, Matoma, or Umbermo. Uh I think long-term, Umbermo is the better pick. I think Matoma definitely had the better game week one fixture. But I think from now on, Imbermo is the better pick between the two. But they're both great. Um... Sell stones. I think. Wait and see what Pep says about injuries and stuff. If he's fit, you could just hold on to him, right? I think Gabriel. I mean, it's a tricky one. No one's going to know for sure whether he's going to start. It's a Monday game, so we're not going to get any information. Arteta said it was tactical, so it doesn't look like he's got an injury. Timber did get injured, but it doesn't mean Gabriel necessarily comes in. Like they could go party Salib- uh, Sorry, party Ben White Saliba, and Tommy Asu could just play. Like he came on for timber, right? So, it's not a guarantee, but I would be tempted to keep Gabriel and just hope that he plays against Palace away. I guess the problem we I guess the problem you've got now is he is potentially a ro- well, he is a rotation risk, isn't he? He's a worse option than he was before game week 1 because now we know that Arteta is happy to drop him. And it's not like the game went badly either. So, a long term, he's probably got to go. Whether or not he needs to go before Palace away, Fulham at home, probably not. And unless you're really keen on getting someone like Chilwell or James and if you don't own them, I don't know if there's too many defenders you have to go out of your way and buy this week. Spurs uh, is interested in Lukaku. I find that very surprising. I think we spoke about that on the deadline stream. Again, probably another reason not to buy Richarlison right now. Because if Lukaku comes in, he's going to get minutes. So I probably wouldn't go there. Salah is not playing wide like last year. He's coming a lot centre and being number nine. He will be old scary Salah. I think he's just always been great. Uh, looking for the tweet you broke, the Gabriel news. There wasn't a tweet from me anyway. I was too busy streaming. Panics before deadline, I got De Bruyne. Who should I get? To be fair, I mean you can call it a panic. Maybe, maybe you brought him in because he started, but I thought he actually, he actually was actually looking pretty good until he got injured. So you got a little bit unlucky there. I think the top three players are probably. Saka, Fernandez, Rashford still. If you got the money, you could go to Salah for Bournemouth at home. I'd probably buy Saka. I suppose if you haven't already got him, but I expect you have. Maybe one of the Man United midfielders instead. Saka plays too wide. I'm tempted to get Rashford over him. There is absolutely no reason to be selling Saka. Where's the Discord link? There is no link. You just need to link your. You, you need to set up a Discord account and link your YouTube profile to it and then the channel should show up. The De Bruyne injury increases Alvarez' minutes. I think that as well, but everyone seems to think it's going to massively increase Foden's minutes, even though Foden was playing on the left, right? Loving the bookings this season, hope the ref keeps it up. Hurts when it's your player but better for the game. I completely agree. I've seen some people saying why should they not be allowed to ask for a yellow when it's a yellow card offense? But you're then you're questioning the referee and that is just dodgy ground i think okay the referee probably got some decisions wrong but i don't then you're just saying that players can go and openly question them constantly and it's just not good during the game so i i'm more for them keeping dishing out these yellows stop questioning the ref just take it sometimes i get it wrong Is what it is thoughts on trossard or alvarez i'd probably go for alvarez if i was gonna go for one of the two but ultimately they are probably slight minutes risk both of them i definitely trossard i mean if you've got trossard you should probably start thinking about selling him there's no guarantee starts the next game. I think was one of those players where it's probably a- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price line It'll be a little bit harsh he doesn't get more minutes but that is just the nature of being at a club that's got so much good competition can i can i do a video on price predictions i've got stones and gabrielle I need to work out when to sell I have the hub, but not sure how to read the table. Sorry for a new question. Uh, I probably won't do a video on that, but if you're in Discord, I can try and take a look. I, I'm not going to do a whole video on price changes, that's that's for sure. But yeah, hit, uh, we can talk about it in Discord. Should I sell Odegaard for Madison? I mean, Odegaard's got Crystal Palace away and Fulham at home. madison has got Man United at home and Bournemouth away, I think it is. Is it worth a move right now? Probably not. I mean, Madison did very well today and they will probably continue, but... I think you can give him the Man United game before you start panicking too much. Do I recommend Pedro Parro to Emerson Royale after the Spurs game? Uh, I mean, Pedro Porro is definitely not nailed, so he is probably someone to think about moving on. If I was going to go for a Spurs fan, I'd probably go for Udogi, and that is what I'm going to keep calling him now. By the way, would you look to sell Ratchettan if you already owned him? Nope, I'd just hold on to him. I mean, I got to be honest, right? We go through all the we go through all the chat in game week one. This massive build up to you know, to FPL starting again. And then the real the real business actually doesn't start until game week three because most people have made a team which is good for the first few weeks. And so there's no real reason to make a transfer this week. There might be, again, if you own players like Gabriel and Stones, etc., Trossard, De Bruyne, who's injured. I get that. But for most people that have picked players they are going to continue to start, you should at least give them one more game. So would I sell Richarlison even though he's got Man United at home next? Probably not. But I guess you could go to any of the 6.5 million midfielders. They all look pretty good. Um, I d- look, I don't agree that Pickford was unfortunate. Like, in isolation, Everton deserved to concede that goal. Like, he was chasing back. It was an open goal. There's, there's no way you get a clean sheet for that. So... I wouldn't say he was unlucky in isolation to concede. I will say Pickford was very unfortunate that in that game he came out with two points and Leno came out with 12. I don't know how Fulham didn't concede. And the goal that was disallowed, I don't know if anyone else disagrees in the chat, the, the foul on the goalkeeper, I mean, he jumps over the player, the player that barely moves, he doesn't jump against him and he drops the ball and he gets hit in. Like, surely that's a goal. So, I don't think Pickford was unfortunate. I think Leno was definitely fortunate, though. What does my Labrador think about Game Week 1? She's a retriever. She's a retriever, actually. Uh, she's loving Game Week 1 because she owns Burmo. Happy days. Uh, keep Foden. Okay, my question to you would be, why would you not keep Foden? What What's the reason to sell him? Is it just because he blanked? Because, I mean, anyone can blank. You know, Burmo doesn't get a penalty today. He blanks, right? He misses that easy chance. That's it. Yeah, I think it should have been a goal. I don't even think there's too much debate to be had. Like, goalkeepers get protected. We all realise that. But that Everton one, didn't really get it whatsoever. Your whole team blanked. Who do you have? The only player that's blanked for me is Pickford. i got to be honest, I am knee-jerking a bit with Pickford. I feel like maybe I've made a massive mistake. Now, next week, I'm going to play Turner against Sheffield United at home rather than Pickford, which was always the plan anyway. But in game week three, do you know who I'm tempted by? sanchez from chelsea because kepper is going like it's not it's not completely official yet but it looked he wasn't even in the squad today kepper is going to go to real madrid and therefore sanchez is number one now chelsea will bring in another goalkeeper they have to but the chances are it's going to be someone back up for sanchez and i'm quite tempted to go there the only thing that puts me off is if chelsea keep playing with wing backs or they play a back four and james is attacking or James isn't that attacking, but he ends up being on penalties, which I know is only a minimal chance, but it could happen, That I'm really going to want Reese James, and I'm probably not going to want to be tripled up on Chelsea defence. But I am quite tempted. If I get to game week three, and my team is looking pretty good, Pickford to Sanchez could happen. A, a, a retriever is a Labrador, a Labrador retriever. Is that... Okay, I'll take your word for that. I'm sure that's correct. I'm not a dog expert, that's for sure. I'm, I'm not even an FPL expert. I have a... A channel with a stupid amount of subscribers. No, no, no. Listen to me now. I don't think I want triple Chelsea defence. and That is why I might not go through with the Sanchez transfer. I mean, loads of stuff could happen. Loads of stuff can happen. Uh, Flecken looked better than Pickford. I thought Flecken was pretty good today, to be honest. I'll tell you what I did think. The Spurs goalkeeper looked shaky. Now, it's his first game away from home in the Premier League. You know, we don't judge him just yet. But I didn't think he was particularly comfortable with his feet. I thought... He was very unlucky not to give away... Uh, sorry, very lucky not to give away a penalty at the end because who? I don't know who was through on goal. I can't remember now. But they took a shot and then he got taken out by the goalkeeper. And I feel like if he just pushed the ball past the goalkeeper instead of shooting and gone over in the same way, it would have definitely been a penalty. But it's his first game, so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But it would worry me a little bit. Would worry me a little bit. Was it Sharda? Okay, yeah, yeah. I did think it was Sharda, but I didn't want to say that in case I got it wrong uh are newcastle as good as they looked or did villa just give up i think newcastle are very good and maybe people and maybe myself included have overestimated the aston villa defense a little bit but i i don't think we're gonna see that newcastle result in the next three games but from game week five onwards we do need a plan about who we're gonna get in like if izak keeps starting he looks great for 7.5 million Trippier, share botman in defense in particular like defenders are probably where i'm looking but like The problem is, for most of my attackers, like Haaland, Saka, Fernandez, Rashford and Burma, there's no reason to get rid of them for weeks. Theoretically, you could get through to game week 6-7-8 and still have most of these attackers, so it might even be defenders where most of the transfers go. That's one thing to do about doing Pickford to Sanchez. Like, if you look at, uh, usually I keep transfers to Thursday, Friday. Would you sell De Bruyne to avoid the price change? Don't have Spurs midfield or any 6.5? I, I, I don't like doing early transfers, to be honest with you. But I guess with De Bruyne, you know he's going to be out. I think they're waiting for test results but or, or scans or whatever. But it looks like he's going to be out. It's just a question of how long. So you're going to probably have to get rid of him either way. So it wouldn't be the worst worst move. Um, let me just show you this a second. So this is my team on Fantasy Football Hub. If you haven't already checked this out, signed up, or whatever, there are links in the description. But this is game week two. And if we move to game week three, I've got... Pickford I would play. Pickford's got wolves at home, so there's no like there's no must need to sell him to Sanchez. But if you look at the attack, you've got Rashford, Nottingham Forest at home, Fernandez, Nottingham Forest at home, Sakura Martinelli with Fulham at home, and in Burmo with Crystal Palace at home. So even if I get to game week three and I really want Richarlison or Madison, which midfielder am I selling? Possibly Martinelli if he's missed minutes in game week two. But if he hasn't, do I really want to get rid of him before Fulham at home? Probably not. Watkins has got Burnley away, and Harland is Harland. So there is, without injuries, there's no transfers to make on my attackers. So I think then it's defenders. But even then, you've got Saliba, Fulham at home, Chilwell, Luton at home, and Estrapini and West Ham at home. So I think there's a chance I do a goalkeeper transfer in K-week 3. If I don't talk myself into needing Reese James, I, I honestly think I could just go goalkeeper transfer. It, it could happen. So we'll see. We shall see. Uh, I had Gabriel, will he not play? I I don't know is the honest answer, but hopefully he will play in the next game. I think I would probably lean towards sticking with him. Why did I fall for a child that I could be thinking of a goalkeeper transfer? I mean, goalkeeper transfers are pretty boring, but look, the thing is, we've had one game week. It's not even completely over. Something could happen to Rashford or Fernandes tomorrow, and obviously a lot could happen in game week two. We see this every season. All the narratives and all the knee jerking comes out after game week one, And then in game week two, it's a completely different set of players that people are talking about. Like, take Nicholas Jackson. For anyone that watched the game, I thought he looked alright. He's probably still a little bit raw. But we're not really talking about him a huge amount because he blanked against Liverpool. If he scores against West Ham, and then you see he's got Lewin at home, Forrest at home, etc. Then we start talking about him a lot more. So that's why I'm not locking in goalkeeper transfers or anything like that right now. Uh, Eze expected goals were very good today, just unlucky. Yeah, his expected goals and expected assists were pretty decent, yeah. Do you think I should go Eze to Diaby because of the fixtures? I mean, again, you've got to ask yourself, why did you pick Eze in the first place? Presumably because he had pretty good fixtures over a long period of time. So no, I probably wouldn't knee-jerk him out. Uh, Is Inchenko injured? I don't know if he's still injured, but he has been recovering from injury, and he hasn't had a huge amount of preseason. minutes. I don't know if he's had any. Not sure about that. But, um... That's why he's not playing at the moment. Would I bench Nana for Turner in game week two? That is a good question. I think I probably would, because it's Sheffield United at home. But I do... Like, with Pickford, it's the easy decision, right? Because I fully expect Villa to score Everton at home, and I've got Watkins as well. Not that that should make any difference in the decision, but I expect Villa to score in that game. Whereas even Nottingham Forest could get a clean sheet against Sheffield United, I think. So I will... Yeah... Oh. With Anana, it's a bit tougher because obviously it's like a top, top four club for, from last year anyway. Maybe not this year. But I would expect Spurs to score in that game, I think, at home. So I probably would play Turner. Martinelli is arguably not worth the extra over some 6.5 million midfielders. Do you know what? I completely agree. I said this pre-season. And when I say I said this, I'm not doing an I told you so because I've literally got Martinelli. But I discussed it that for 1.5 million less, you arguably get a player that's not even better than Martinelli but just as good. Like, if I had Mitoma instead of Martinelli, would I still be happy? Probably. And it would also give you more money to spend. So it was something I considered, but I just couldn't turn down three Arsenal players for the fixtures they had in the first three. But if I see Martinelli, like, miss a game or get subbed off in the 60th minute, I'll probably just sell him almost straight away for the next game week. Haaland is now 90%. Oh, wow, he is. 90% on the dot. That is absolutely mad. Absolutely mad. I mean, maybe not for what he can do, but... Uh, back here, thank you very much. Jackson, who'd you captain for Game Week 2? Opinion on Barnes. I like Barnes, but I just he's not worth going for for the fix. He didn't even start either, did he? So he's not a guaranteed starter yet. I think he will end up being the first-choice left-winger, but we don't know how long that'll be. Uh, captain Game Week 2, I would go uh, Salah. If you haven't got Salah, I would just go Haaland. I think that's it. If you want to go different, maybe someone like Watkins. Would you go with Gabriel Shaw to James or João Pedro to Jackson? Already have Chiwa Again, what's the reason to get rid of Zhao Pedro? Missed an absolute sitter. On penalties. Only five and a half million. Brighton extremely attacking. Two good fixtures. No reason to get rid of him. Uh, so I would go for Gabriel or Shaw to James. And I guess if out of the two, I would go for the guy that's ne- not necessarily completely nailed on. Uh, the question about Inanna or Turner. I, li- I actually just answered that. In Info, Matoma or save the free transfer? Save the free transfer. Absolutely easy decision, honestly. What do you think about Tanali? I think he looked really good. He's quite attacking. I spoke about this on the... I think on the new signings video I did. Um, and yeah, fairly attacking. 5.5 million. But again, the fixtures aren't great. There's no point going there. And also, it's not whether he's a good option. It's which midfielder you're taking out or which midfield spot you're not going for. Like, you've only got five, up to five midfielders that you can play. Is it worth making one of those spots to when you've got Salah and Saka, Martial, Odegaard, Rashford, Fernandez? D'Arby, Eze, Matoma, Mbermo, etc. Madison, Richarlison. Like, I don't think one of our midfielders should be Tanali, to be honest. And also, because Kane's gone, there's not even a reason to have like a Haaland and Kane in cheap midfield. So I just I just don't see him being a massive option, to be honest. Maybe when the fixtures turn, if we need... Enab- like, the thing is, I say when we need enablers. Like, what do we need enablers for? <laughs> There's no one to enable apart from Salah. And if that's the case, he's taken up a midfield spot anyway. So I'm not... Um, yeah, not not that interested, to be honest. Should I move out Mings? Only 25% to play. Uh, Ming's injury looked pretty bad. So, yeah, you don't have to sell him straight away. Like, if you've got something else that you could do instead, then obviously you can just... Um, sorry, if you've got someone on the bench, then you could just bench him. But, yeah... Definitely someone to think about getting rid of sooner rather than later. Keep Leno? Uh, I guess so, yeah. If you've picked Leno, why not keep him? I personally, I don't rate the Fulham defence that highly. But then I can't really say much because I've got Pickford and the Everton defence is pretty poor as well. Would I play Turner over Steel? Um Who have they got? West, Wolves away? I'd be tempted to play Steel, I think. Better defence. Would I be interested in Chukwumeka at 4.5 million? I don't think I'd want to use a Chelsea spot on him. I really think Chelsea are going to buy another attacker or two. Like, they've only got one forward in Jackson. I think, I mean, you will be back at some point, but Nkunku's injured as well. I think there's there's replacements coming in, and they've just got a lot of options on the bench too. Not necessarily great options, but if Paqueta moves to Man City, do we then go for him? Probably not. He's not going to necessarily start every single week. That's the main. That's the main problem with every single Man City player. I mean, six million. He could be a potential bargain at some point. We have to see what kind of role he takes up. But we've seen players from Man City take time to integrate. So I probably probably wouldn't go there. I don't think not straight away. At some point, maybe if they if they uh, buy him. But I think the money. I think the money that West Ham want is quite high, so we'll have to see whether they come down on that. Like I don't I don't know if Man City are gonna go and spend seventy, eighty million on him, but depends how much Pet wants him, I guess. Uh Jenga, FIFA, thank you very much. Yeah, the Anana Turner question I've answered quite a lot already. I answered it a little bit back. Have Harlan, Jackson, and Darwin, should I drop one to bench for Rashford in game week two? Yeah, I would definitely not play Darwin ahead of Rashford. Darwin might not well, I guess it's Bournemouth for but he might not even start. So unless you unless you're really confident he starts, I would just play my defense destroyed my team gabrielle trent and stones yeah trent got a yellow card for time and they really aren't holding back with the yellow cards i do like it to be honest um yeah i mean obviously you're going to keep trent i'd probably keep gabrielle and then just wait for news from pep on stones and then maybe sell him to a chelsea defender if needed to start darwin or henry next week i would start darwin out of those two yeah uh should i bench Shaw in game week two and swap Carwell? i'd probably play carwell ahead of Shaw in game week two yeah Gusto, the best £4 million defender, only when James is injured. And James isn't injured right now, so I probably wouldn't do that. I'm trying to think what else happened in the the games that's kind of interesting to talk about. I thought um, Udogi was pretty good for Spurs. I think for 4.5 million, he could be decent going forward if they can improve their defence. If we look at the fixture, 3-0 Man City. I mean, I don't think we learnt too much there. Brighton, incredible. I will say about João Pedro, because we haven't really spoken about him a huge amount. I do wonder whether I underestimated his minutes a little bit. I thought he could kind of be a 70-75 minute player, but I think he played right up until was it like 85 or something? Now that may well change when yeah, 87 he played. That may well change as we go forward, especially if they got your uh, especially when Europa League starts. But I d I don't know, I just I, I don't think it was wrong of me not to go for him because I didn't really need him to enable too much, and so I went for Watkins instead, which is perfectly fine. But I do wonder if in a week or two we're going to wonder why we turned down a 5.5 million forward that's on penalties for Brighton. We'll see. They do have a lot of players. We could see him come off earlier next game. I think, I think there'd be a lot more talk about him if he'd put away that, that absolute sitter that he missed. Then he'd have two goals, three bonus and then, yeah, there'd be a lot more talk about him. Um, Fulham defence, rubbish. Everton defence not great either. Sheffield United, I wonder how many goals they're going to score this season. Brentford versus Spurs. Both defences weren't fantastic. I think Liverpool... <laughs> I think Liverpool... If they don't get Caicedo, they really need to start working on who they're going to get instead. Like They, they need a number six. They can't keep going with McAllister, Sobersly, and, and Gakpo. Uh, I misheard you, but my impression was that Rhys James went off injured. Uh, nope. Well, uh, it was kind of suggested that he was injured, but uh, Pochettino just said that he was tired. Yes, Enzo Fernandez. Good point. On corners are more attacking than expected. True. True. I still don't know whether he's going to be worth a spot in our teams. Like he blocks it, out, he blocks possibly a third Chelsea player. Like I think a lot of people, if James continues to be quite attacking, and he wasn't as attacking as Chilwell, but he was still pretty good. You might be looking at those two, Sanchez Jackson. I don't know if there's space in midfield for Enzo Fernandez, but he definitely was getting further forward than he would have done last season, and I think that only improves. Once Caicedo is bought, or if Caicedo is bought, Pedro Madison could be the biggest price risers this season. Yeah, possibly with Madison. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pedro will definitely be one of the early risers. That's for sure. What's your opinion on Rice? Should I try trading him in my league for another? If you're in a draft league, yeah, you could go for someone else. Uh, frustrating owning Jackson with the yellow and missing a sitter. The only thing I would say to Nicholas Jackson owners that was the hardest game of the first six, seven, eight, probably. I mean, I think they play. I think they play Villa at one point. Yeah, Villa at home, I guess, is not easy. But honestly, West Ham away, Luton at home, Forrest at home, Bournemouth away, Fulham away, uh, Burnley away in game week. Like if I had Jackson, okay, it's annoying that he got a one-pointer, but going forward, things could be really great. And you've already got him in. Everyone else might be catching up. Chilwell's our best crosser. Surprised he wasn't on corners. I mean, Enzo delivery is pretty good. Reese James' pretty good as well. Why am I selling Saliba? I'm not definitely selling him, but possibly. If I had to pick three Chelsea players right now... I would go Chilwell, James, and Jackson. But by next week, could have some different thoughts. I am tempted by Sanchez, like I said. Considering losing Richarlison looks so bad, the blank is irrelevant. His performance completely disconnected from the team. Was he that bad? It was a, there was at least one, maybe two chances where Madison put him through. Wasn't there a chance in the second half where Madison passed to him and he missed? I don't know. I feel like it's fine margins. And I I, I do think it's... I do think the blank is relevant. I think he scores one of those goals. He didn't have a huge amount of chances. Like I'm looking at the numbers here. Yeah, 0.21 expected goals. It's pretty bad. It feels a bit knee-jerky for me. I will say, I do think people bought Spurs players mostly for game week three onwards. Like That's the other problem with Richarlison. He's blanked and now he's got Man United, so it doesn't feel any better. Whereas at least Madison got two returns. And he did look good as well, of course. He definitely played better than Richarlison. I completely agree with you. Um, but because he's got those returns, you can kind of get through Man United. Whereas Richarlison looks worse. Like, do I do I think that Richarlison to a six point five million midfielder is the worst move? Definitely not. But I don't think you need to do it. Do you think having Turner and Ariola is viable? Yeah, possibly, possibly. I think David Moyes said something like he has two number one goalkeepers, so that would worry me a little bit. I do think that managers say stuff like that though to keep players happy. Like he's not going to come out and just say, "Yeah, Ariola's number one, Fabianski is no good anymore." And I'd be very surprised if he swaps goalkeepers anytime soon. But I guess there is a bit of a risk. And also, with the transfer window still open, Nottingham Forest could well, uh, well, could well end up buying a the goalkeeper themselves. Now, I think personally, unless they get Dean Henderson, the goalkeeper that comes in will be a number two to Turner. I don't think they'll come in and usurp to, uh, Turner straight away, but it could happen. So, I wouldn't be looking to go to Areola Turner just yet. And also, West Ham's open it, West Ham's next five fixtures, the easiest one is looting away. The rest are all pretty awful. So, I think you can just wait until game week seven onwards. And then maybe look to rotate. Which, didn't have good service, but that won't always be the case. I think Brentford generally defended pretty well, to be honest, today. Um, I, I don't know if it was... I think Richarlison. Like I think it would be a whole different story if he just played Bournemouth away, which is what he's got in game week three, right? It just it just feels a little bit knee-jerky to be starting to get rid of Richarlison already. Like just one goal would change people's minds on him. That's all it takes. Could get that against Man United. You never know. Like if anything, they'll probably have more space against Man United because Man United will want to come out and play. Like. Obviously Brentford do that at times, but a lot of Brentford's play today was kind of like transition. Like I'm not saying they sat like suit like in a super deep block, but I think Richarlison might get a bit more space possibly against Man United. I don't know. Depends how much Man United come out of play. I guess it's Spurs. They played so bad. I do not think they were that bad. I, I guess like it is. It is a new team, but not a new team. But there's a lot of new players in there. New manager. It's not going to click overnight, right? We But we knew all that before, before game week one. There was a lot of hype about Spurs, I get. But I do think most of the most of the reason people got them in was because of game week three to five. Brentford away was never going to be super easy. And now they've got Mayonite at home, so it just doesn't look quite good if you've got Richarlison. That's, that's the problem. Positioning of Son was such a questionable decision by Ange. Yeah, I touched on this in pre-season. I don't... I feel like... Poster Cognu's got a way that he wants to play, and I get that, and it's a way that's obviously worked. But I feel like if you're if you're a good manager should be able to adapt to the personnel as well. And I just think Son needs to be central. They're very slow in attack, all positional attack, and no way to get in. I fell in preseason hype in the number nine. I look, I get it. I get it, but I think it's an e because he hasn't scored. I get what you're saying, right? It's not about the blank, but some of it deep down, part of it is because he's blanked. Uh, what tier would you recommend getting for Fantasy Football Hub? That's honestly up to you. It really depends what you want to get out of it and what you want to use. Like if you just want to use the My Team tool and get your suggested transfers and plan and stuff like that, and obviously you can just go on the base one. Um otherwise you can go either one up from that if you want, like the fixture analyzer, all the optostats, all the tables and things like that. It really depends. I can't it's not really something I can answer. Depends what you want to use it for. I think you guys are being a bit harsh on Spurs. Like, Brentford away is not an easy fixture it's it's not an easy game. Again, I don't want to I don't want to keep going over it, but Bournemouth away Burnley away Sheffield United at home. I feel like we'll have a few di- I think I feel like the conversation around Spurs will be a lot different after those three games than it is after Brentford away Man United at home. But they had two toughish fixtures to start the season. Not not awful fixtures, but definitely not easy either. So I think people have been a bit harsh Please explain the purpose of VAR. I just watched the Jackson replay and they said his hand's in a natural position. I don't understand the handball rule. Like, usually that would be handball, but obviously part of the handball rule now is if it's in a natural position, like away from your body essentially. And his was like in the confines of his body. So, presumably, that's why. I'm not saying that's right. And it should be like that, but I think that's why. I don't know. Yeah, Son wasn't great, but I don't think many people own him, right? Most people probably went for Richarlison or Madison because of money. People acting like Spurs lost 4 and not getting a draw away from home against a team that finished in the top half last season. Yeah, may- maybe people's expectations of Spurs were just too high. Maybe that's the issue. A United clean sheet will hurt your rank. Yeah, I mean, any player that gets points that I don't own will hurt. Um... Anana and Richarlison for Marcinelli and Pickford look obvious Game Week 3 transfers Richarlison's not an obvious transfer for me in fact, I'll say it now I I mean, things can change I'll react to points as well if Richarlison gets a hat-trick against Man United I, m- I might change my tune i would be very surprised if is my transfer in Game Week 3 I'm thinking about it now I've got 0.5 in the bank, so if I want Reese James I can get him, and if he goes up in price then I can just downgrade Marcinelli to Madison to do that and if I wanted a Nana, I could have just started with him. I think Richardson's pretty good, to be honest. Uh, again, I think people are being harsh. I think he's done well as a striker before. He's played striker for Brazil, of course. Um, his golden assist record at Everton was pretty good. That's a worse team. I, I really think you're being a bit harsh. And I think a lot of it is to do with the blank. I got rid of Yuri and Timber for a Kanji. Was it smart? Well, it will be if a Kanji keeps starting. Is he going to keep starting? Hell no. Uh, sorry, hell no. I have no idea. I just read that Pochettino said the plan was to play Carwell left-back. Could Chirwell's minutes be at risk? Uh, no. If they, if they go to a, a proper back four, I, I don't know. He kind of made it out like it was a back four and Cheerwell was playing left wing. To me, it felt way more like a wing-back system, but what do I know? I'm just an idiot. I think if they go back four, Chirwell will just be the left-back. I'd be very surprised if he's not starting. Imagine if he doesn't, though. Same people will be on him in two weeks. Yeah, honestly, Richarlison goal against Man United, the knee-jerking will be huge because they'll look at the fixtures and, and want him in. Even Chilwell said he was left-wing. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, that is a bit of a worry then because he's not always going to play that role. Hotch changed the system last minute, subbed. It's De Zarzi, isn't it? I thought it was De Sassy. <laughs> De Zarzi, I think it is. By the way, I thought he was really good. Now, i got to be honest, I haven't really watched him before and maybe people already knew that he was really good. But... I think getting thrust straight into a Premier League game against Liverpool, I don't think he put too much of a foot wrong that I can remember. I thought he was pretty impressive. I mean, the first goal wasn't great all round. Like Reece James got caught napping, but I don't know. Desarzi, I thought did all right. Yeah, none of them were great for that for that Diaz goal. But again, it's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of transition at Chelsea, isn't there, in terms of manager, personnel, how they're playing. Like, Gallagher was deeper than Enzo Fernandez a lot, and I'm not sure that's a role that really suits him. I thought he was another player that kind of grew into the game and got better, but I'm not sure that's really a position he should play that much. I think in general, Chelsea weren't great first 20, 30 minutes, but after that, they, they definitely improved. Fair enough. Chilwell was left wing. Well, that's even better then, isn't it? <laughs> like, let him keep playing that position. I'm very much looking forward to Man United tomorrow. Especially if Bruno... I'd like to see us win 8-1. That's that's it. 8-1. I'll take 7-1. 6-1, not, not interested. Six, 7 or 8-1. Uh, Lukaku would be interesting at 7 million, yeah. But again, then you've got... I don't know. Would he share minutes with Richarlison? I don't know. Would Richarlison come on for him at some point? Possibly. Could happen. Great start to the season. Gabriel blocks Shearwell points. Yeah, that is frustrating. Oh, man, I, I celebrated that Chilwell guys. I was like, come on. He scored after getting an assist after conceding, and then it was offside. Offside. Bruno could be in trouble with these new yellow card rules. Possibly, yeah, but I guess he's captain, right? He'll know. He'll know this is happening. Oh, if Anana gets an assist tomorrow, that- I'll-, I'll not be happy. Should have had him. Need a-, a clean sheet and a butcher goal. Uh, not sure you're going to get that, but you never know. I mean, I, I don't... Lukaku would be a terrible signing for Spurs. Wouldn't suit Ange's style of play. I I am a bit surprised they're going for him. I, I'm not I'm not completely convinced it's uh, legit, but we'll see. The the only reason that I would consider selling Saliba is to get resh. It's not that Saliba's bad. It's that I really rate Rhys James as an option. That's all. It's not um like it's not um it's not because I think Saliba's bad. He's a great option. You think I'm a closet Chelsea fan? That's that's interesting because i'm too biased towards man united during pre-season and last year i was a liverpool fan so it's constantly changing now we're on chelsea uh, sorry i did miss some super chats um yes one no martinelli and harlan to salah and watkins minus four no definitely not just hold harlan and captain him flap jack what player do you prefer darwin Wissa or ferguson for game week two well if he starts i prefer darwin but out of those three i think wissa has got the best minutes Trossard, hold one week and sell in game week three for Richardson. I would be tempted just to sell Trossard now and cut your losses. I, I get it, right? Richardson hasn't got the best fixture, I, I'd probably go to a 6.5 million midfielder instead of Richarlison. I went for the Alvarez punt. He should play more. I agree, yeah. And he got an assist. Silly, every Ange team takes a few months to click. Yeah, like I said, I think people are being harsh. If Salah scored today and along with the assist, I think you'd be more worried than you are now. I I wouldn't be. What What's the point in worrying? I made a plan... I knew, like, I just don't. I don't know. Maybe you haven't watched me that long, right? I I do knee jerk, right? And I do make emotional transfers. And when I see Reese James is playing, I really want him in my team and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I know that Salah is quite good at football. And I know that Bournemouth at home is a very good fixture. And I chose pre season to not go for him as captain. And so I'm not what I'm like. Am I worried that Salah's going to get a hat trick and people are going to own him? Of course. But I'm not worried that I'm going to. Worried enough to buy him I don't think that's a good move for my team But after this week I don't need him for captaincy So it's about the long term Is my team going to take a hit this week Because I haven't got Liverpool players Possibly, yeah, for sure Um, But if Harden outscores him Then who cares So I'm not really that worried I'm not like trying to hide it from you Honestly, if you've watched me for a while You'll know when I'm worried And this is not one of those times Chelsea fixture run after game week eight is one of the worst I've seen. Yeah, but before then they looked great. Chelsea thought you're a Liverpool fan. I, I'm always a fan. I always hate teams because if I don't want to, if I don't want a player in FPL, that means I hate the team. That's usually how it goes. Uh, and if I like a player too much, that means I support the team. That's usually how the comment section goes. Last year I was an idiot for holding Salah. This year I'm an idiot for not having him. You never win. You never win. My whole team besides Haaland is away from home game week two. Uh, same for most people. Apart from, I guess for me, I've got Watkins against Everton at home and Turner against Sheffield United at home. But yeah, after that. What's my plan with game week four when Arsenal versus Man United since you have two from Arsenal and two from Man United? Uh, I would just probably play them all. I mean, Martinelli is one player that could definitely go for me soon. But um, I'll just hold him because the fixtures afterwards are pretty good. Defe- defensively, I, won't, I probably won't play Saliba against Man United. It's in game week four, isn't it? Yeah, so I'd probably just play Doggy against Burnley away instead, and just play Estupinan against Newcastle. By that point, I might have another Chelsea defender. Isaac is like tough because he doesn't always start. If he does, he gets sub for Wilson. They play together sometimes. Yeah, I, again, they're going to share minutes. We know that's going to we know that's going to happen. Uh, is Watkins a good captain option game week two? He's probably one of the better options, but he's not as good as Salah and Harland. I would say. I, I don't think I would sell Foden if I had him. Who would you start game week two, Flecken or Turner? Uh, Flecken, I think. Yeah, I, I think Brentford defence is pretty good. A way to Fulham, it's not going to be easy, but I think I would start him. I- I'm only really starting Turner because I've got Pickford. Why do I have Pickford? Best advice for someone starting FPL in game week two? Next year, starting game week one. <laughs> that would be my first piece of advice. Otherwise, I don't know. Similar... Si- Start planning from now, I guess. Look for a similar team that a lot of people have already got. Arsenal, Man United players are still good. Haaland's still good. Chelsea, Chelsea, I guess, go for a triple up. Chelsea triple up. Fancy a watch long tomorrow? Nah. What I find watch alongs tough because like like this stream for example is really easy, really enjoyable to do. Loads of questions, loads of different topics. But watch, I just find watch longs quite tough to keep up the energy levels for that long. Not, not like feeling tired, but just I don't know. You kind of got to be like on it, I guess. Uh, And they just don't do that well for views either. Like is the honest answer. If they got as many views as a deadline stream or something like that, I'd probably do way more. Uh, And like, not everything has to be for views, but I have to also think about how I use my time. And two to three hours to do a watch long is just not a good use of time when when I'm already doing loads of other stuff. So that's why you probably won't see too many. Uh, And also, I think for FPL, you need to do them when there's more than one game on. So, yeah. Thoughts on Shaw to Reese James if fit? Um, Pretty good. But I'd say if you don't need Reese James this week, you could just hold off on that move. Because game week three, Shaw's got a good fixture again. You have a lot of momentum in the space at the moment. Could be a good idea. Uh, Trust me, I just know they don't do that well. It would do better than doing it in game week 30, for example. But probably not going to do it match of the day blind stream again though if you do that on your own that's just a lot of talking to yourself because you can't look at the chat because people would spoil it so you need someone else on for you and again it's like doing a stream a half 10 saturday night i mean it would it would that would probably get more views than a watch along to be honest with you don't own chillwell. Sure to chillwell. good move this week i would be quite tempted to do that yeah what brand are my headphones i think they're like beatron yeah beatron B e they're nice and cheap but they're pretty good i just use them for in the office anyway i probably and they probably need better ones okay you keep spamming that in capital letters we want to know about Gabrielle what do you want to know <laughs> what do you want to know that I haven't already talked about I think black box are considering that stream this week is that because one of them's doing Salah captain and one's doing Harland yeah Saturday 3 p.m. watch along you actually get matches in Ireland you get to watch one game at three o'clock on Saturday last week it was Brighton next week it's actually Liverpool Bournemouth so it could be interesting but again like I think what you got to realize and again I've got a great job it's not massively hard work compared to like nurses and stuff like that. I know people always bring that kind of stuff up. But I'm doing a stream Sunday night. I'll do videos Monday through Friday. There's no stream on Saturday, I guess, because uh, no deadline. But in a normal week, it's like videos and streams every single day. So to add another watch long along with it, that's kind of... that's why. Maybe one day, though. Maybe one day I'll do it. Best goal- goalkeeper in the game to have. If I if I could pick one when money was no object, I'd probably go Anana. I think. Maybe Edison. Will I start Edison or Turner? Game week two. I wouldn't be benching Edison at any point next few weeks. Uh, will I be doing any transfer next week? I mean, I don't need a transfer, so the only one I I think if if Chilwell... sorry if Chelsea had a home game this week like West Ham at home followed by Luton at home Forest at home, I I probably would consider Saliba to Saliba to James. But I think with an away game to West Ham where they could get a clean sheet, I know I probably I think it's just better to get that extra transfer and just reassessing game week three. It'd be quite nice to start rolling transfers, to be honest with you. Thoughts on Osula or Gabriel? Uh, Ocelor, I thought, looked all right. Only four and a half million, so nice and cheap for the bench. I don't know whether he will keep starting, though. And I think Sheffield United might buy a new forward or try and get someone in. That's part of the reason why I've got Archer. That's That has gone very quiet, though. Be interesting to see whether they actually sign... He gets signed by a Premier League team. If not, I might have made a mistake start with him, to be honest. Already getting twitchy on Havertz and Richarlison. Yeah, I mean, it's it's natural. A lot of people will get twitchy on. Like, it's easy for me to say, there's no trances to make. All my players, apart from Pickford, returned. So there's no real knee-jerking to do. None of those players are probably going to drop in price. But um, I, I guess you just got to remember why you picked them in the first place. And if you don't know why that is, <laughs> then maybe you shouldn't have picked them in the first place, I guess. In which case, maybe you could sell them. But I think Havertz has got Palace away, Fulham at home. Worth keeping. Richarlison's got Man United at home. Tough enough, but then it's three good fixtures. Probably worth keeping. And just reassessing game week three. See if Spurs sign a new forward and kind of all that kind of good stuff. Right, let me see if there's any questions that we haven't already answered. Uh, Pickford was a mistake, surely. Uh, Possibly, yeah. Possibly. But again, I take you back to what I said right at the start of the stream. Leno comes away with a 12-point and looks great. Pickford comes away with two points. If anything, Fulham should have conceded More so than Everton. I'm not saying Everton shouldn't have conceded. They definitely should. Like, the goal Fulham scored is perfectly fine. But I think Fulham were lucky not to concede, to be honest. Not that that has anything to do with whether Pickford's a mistake. But probably not worth worrying about right now. And they've got so many good fixtures. And game week three could transfer him out anyway. I meant starting over Gabriel for game week two. Uh, Who has Sheffield United got? Yeah, Forrest. No, it's Forrest away, isn't it? I'd be tempted by Osceola if it looks like he's going to start him. That's why you get Leno in. Ah, no way. you got so lucky. Should I play Foden or James in game week two? I feel like if you've got Foden, you've probably got to play him. What week is the first wildcard going to be used the most, do you think? Um, I could see people starting to use it game weeks four or five because they'll want to knee-jerk loads of players in. I think for a lot of people, it'll probably be when Liverpool's fixtures turn. Like, game weeks like 8 and 9, I think it is. Haaland's fixtures get a bit tougher. There might be a few more Salah captains. But a lot of it will depend on what's happened with those two players up until that point. Onana looks overrated. Um, I think that's very hard to say when you haven't seen him play yet. (laughs) At least in the Premier League. Archer may be off to Leeds. Well, that would be annoying. But at least he'd be price-locked. I'm in the dark back. Gabriel would like to know his situation. Dropped for tactical reasons. That's all we know. Is he going to start next week? I don't know. Hopefully. Leno having to make 9 saves and not conceding is an outlier. Yeah, exactly. These things happen. Again, Like I think Everton conceded like 1.4xG. They deserve to concede as well. I'm not saying otherwise. Free hit Game Week 18 and wildcard 19-20. I don't think so. Like Game Week 18 is a blank for just... Isn't it just Man City and Brentford? So you can easily just have Harland only. And who's going to have a triple up on Brentford? There's not, there's not going to be a need to free hit that week. I would almost guarantee there will be much better weeks to free hit than that. I like free hitting in blank game weeks for what it's worth. But that is not going to be one we do it. Saliba could be dropped for that as well. White too. But when it's harder games, Gabriel and Saliba will be at the back. I, I think we've got to just understand that Arsenal do have much more depth now and quality in depth as well. So there is going to be more rotation. So is Gabriel now more of a threat to rotation than he was before? Absolutely. But it also means the other defenders are possibly at risk as well. I think most people would consider Saliba Arsenal's best defender though. So I don't know how often he's going to miss out. But could happen. Wouldn't wouldn't completely put it past um pass it to uh, past Arteta kind of making a the change there. I don't know how likely it is though. Arteta roulette. It's just roulette everywhere. It's not just Pep anymore. What surprised me the most in game week one. I I genuinely don't know if anything surprised me. This is what I was saying at the start of the stream. I don't know if we've actually learned anything new that we didn't already know. Arsenal pretty good. Brighton are pretty good. Crystal Palace... I don't know. I think Crystal Palace might struggle to score goals this year. But I think Ezie will get enough returns. Newcastle are great. I mean, maybe for some people they overrated the Aston Villa defence. I said that earlier. I mean, the biggest shock was Gabriel, I think. Honestly. Salah subbing, yeah, maybe. Doesn't happen that often. I, I don't think Salah's a minute's risk all of a sudden. By the way, if you've got this far and you're watching, listening, etc. Please, on YouTube, make sure to give the video a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And if you're listening on podcast, make sure to rate five stars on whichever platform you are on and make sure to follow, of course, as well. Thank you very much to everyone that's tuning in on YouTube and podcast. There will never be Hodgson Roulette, not with Eze. Right, I think I am going to leave it there. We've done about an hour there. So thank you very much for joining me. Um, I will catch you again tomorrow. The videos start for game week two. Watch list tomorrow, probably. Transfer tips, I don't know, team selection, game week preview. Final thoughts, and we're back to the Game Week 2 deadline stream, which hopefully will be a little bit quieter. Maybe I'll get some news about who's starting in the midfield for Forest and Sheffield United. Who knows, but hopefully not. Um, but yeah, it sucks with the Gabrielle stuff, especially if you obviously you didn't get to change him. Hopefully he plays next week. Hopefully he gets you a header, ends up scoring more points than Saliba. And then we're all happy days. But for now, I'm going to leave it there. Like I said, give it a like on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. If you're on podcasts, make sure to follow. Rate five stars. It's massively appreciated. We're in the top 20 Spotify UK sports. So thank you for that. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And I'll catch you for all the videos and podcasts again this week. See you later on. Sports Social Podcast Network.